position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends neighbors and welcome to episode number 205 of the best linux games podcast being recorded for you on this actually very very pretty saturday nights or sunday night sorry excuse me sunday september 30th of 2018 uh which for our sequel friends would make it uh 2018 09 uh 30 at 2052 p.m pacific coast time left coast time coast of the most crack engineer ivor molina over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign thank you ivor you're fired let's have a little whiskey mm. Mm. that's good booze so let's get straight to our top stories we have a lot of stuff to cover this week so first off in our top stories um it came to my attention, thank you, very special thank you, go out to uh, Mr. Snail Squatch um, for cluing me into the fact that uh, he's a regular viewer on the Twitch stream um, that uh, Twitch has removed and is now stripping from uh, stream descriptions the tag Linux and Linux gaming as well. So they're trying to revamp like their whole tagging system. I don't know. There is no way to get a comment from them um, that I can see. But I've uh, enlisted the help of Linux Game Consortium (LGC), who, and I've also mentioned it to Jupiter Broadcasting, uh, Chris Fisher over there, Chris Loss over there. Um, but I've taken it upon myself. I put together a little page that has all the linkages that you need to actually go to Twitch and politely entreat them to add back the Linux tag. This is fairly essential for everything that we do here, considering that we are the best Linux games podcast. Um, and our live stream is also the best Linux games podcast live. So when people like see us, especially in, in this era of Proton, when people see us playing um, a game like uh, 
well, I, you know, like Doom or whatever, on live stream, they can't search for us as Linux Doom, or they can't just search for people who are playing, you know, games on Linux at the moment. It is a very, very simple process to um, ask them to. It's it's literally okay. So from soup to nuts, I'm gonna say it's six clicks, and that includes going to our site where we'll have the post up. It'll be the column for this week. Um, I've already ran it. It's on our Tumblr page and everything. Uh, and there are two things that you can do. The first one is to go to the links um, at the bottom. There's It's the first one that really matters. That'll take you to Twitch's um, oh, you think we have a tag that we've missed? And then you just type in the name of the tag. And in this case, that would be Linux. That's all you need to do. And then you submit it. And that's it. So that's like I don't know, I'm not going to count the clicks for you, but it's, it's, that's it. Then, go back to that same page, and underneath where it says submit a new, you know, submit, well, a new tag, quote-unquote, submit a tag or whatever, um, there's like a feedback button where you can explain to them why it is really damaging to an entire aspect of both their community and to their, um, viewers, uh, why Linux, you know, should be still added as a... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind here. Um, added... added sure. Why Linux should still be added as uh, an available tag for streams. Personally speaking, um, I know that Snail Squatch found us by searching for Linux games. I know that a lot of our more recent, since we've gone more into streaming, have found us through best Linux games podcast live on our Twitch stream by searching specifically for Linux. So this hurts us and it hurts everyone and it hurts the greater Linux community uh, and it does so in a pointless, stupid, fucked up way that really makes me angry but I'm trying not to go berserk yet uh, for this episode of the show. So thank you Snail Squatch for pointing that out and actually you know what? Fuck it. Um, Hang on. Ivor, you're fired again. Ivor didn't punch this up for us. Motherfucker. Alright. I want to go to this page. I'm going to read you uh, my uh, address to the universe. Uh, the subject line is important. Tell Twitch to bring back Linux tag. Dear friends and neighbors in the Linux gaming community, it has recently come to my attention, thanks to Snail Squatch, that Twitch has eliminated Linux from the services accepted tags associated with the live stream. This is unacceptable. Not only does it specifically hurt our own podcast and its efforts to do outreach for Linux evangelism, of greater concern is how this move cripples end users from finding specific content that is directly relevant to their interests, in this case, Linux gaming. Please take a moment. It is a two-click process to recommend that Twitch re-add the Linux tag to their list of acceptable tags. It will help be it will help BLGP, but most importantly, it will help the greater Linux community better identify, find, and browse content that is so essential to binding us together as a community. I have appended a link below. Thanks so much for your continued support. And then I have a tiny URL, so link, which is tiny URL, that's all one word, dot com slash R-E-A-D-D-L-I-N-U-X Read Linux Sincerely, Seth Fingers from Barkin, host and editor of the Best Linux Games Podcast um, P.S. Please also tell your friends about this on to interwebs A permanent link to this entreaty is appended below for you to use as you wish It links to my Tumblr page so you can easily link it via Twitter posts or otherwise uh, This is not in this post, but the reason for that is that Twitter and Tumblr have fairly good integration, whereas if I just linked it, if I just sent you a link, if I just put a link here that would send you to my webpage, it wouldn't show you fuck all if you posted it on Twitter. Um, so you can easily link it to Twitter posts or otherwise. Email it to Linux using friends and please spread the word. Thanks again for your time and attention. Here's a link for your forwarding pleasure. Once again, tinyurl.com forward slash, well, slash, it's just a forward slash, but slash because there is no such thing as a forward slash there's backslash and there's a slash for Linux users that's the link you want to send your friends to go to to help out with this 
you know, I don't know if we'll make a dent in it, but um, we make enough noise, we will. I have every confidence in it. Um, also, in our top stories, our Discord channel is fucking rocking. It is rocking it. Um, I made so many new friends just this week who have uh, found us via our Twitch stream, which is www.twitch.tv slash Sprite S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E including Bully Lockers and other uh, Linuxer and etc, etc, etc. If you want to join us on the Discord channel, which I, t- I, I don't have it open right now because I'm recording, but um, I do leave it open. You can join in uh, while we live stream and talk to us, which is great. Mm. That would be uh, discord.gg slash svxy3xa. You can also go to you know our Twitch that's at the very top of every one of our live streams. Um, underneath like the actual video, the first line you see is BLGP live stream. Join our Discord to talk, and there's that link. Just copy that into a web browser, and you can you can join us. Um, and that's exciting. Like, and it's exciting to see that people are using it, which is really cool. Because, like, the one cool thing about the best thing about Twitch is that, um, it it lets me interact directly one to one with uh, end users and and just to connect with people who love this video game or that video game or whatever especially in the age of Proton which is really 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 cool because people have been blown away that like oh wait this is on Linux I'm like yeah you t- you t- you too could totally be doing this and be free of Microsoft Windows and you know or whatever fucking oppressive operating system it is that you're enslaved to um so that's really cool but the one thing that sucks about Twitch is that uh you either have to type directly into the chat room or now you can join our Discord channel and talk to us over a microphone like a real fucking person and end up on the stream, which is really, 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 really rad. I did a nine-hour uh, Twitch stream on uh, Friday or Thursday of uh, Doom, where, uh, and I mean, it's probably all muted now because I ended up playing a lot of music for Snail Squatch and other people um, and Boldy Lockers. Mm. But I beat the fucking game. And I was stoned as fuck. I mean, it was a disaster. It was very, very difficult. It was nine hours long Twitch stream. Um, so yeah, if you want to get in on some of that drunken, horrific action, please join us on Twitch and on our Discord. Uh, and like I said, I'm not on it right now now, but as soon as I am done recording this, guess what? Uh, TV's going back on and Discord is going back up. Um, and I'm, I am especially always on it when I am actually live streaming. So... There you go. There's that. Also, in our top stories, I guess we're going to have to cut out... Well, no, okay, fine. All right, also in our new in our top stories, uh, we have new headphones. We got a pair of Corsair Void headphones. Now, I'm going to give you the very short story version of this. So I bought these new from Amazon for like 80 bucks. This was... <sighs> nine days ago, ten days ago. They show up like on Monday. I open the the box and stuff because I'm trying to like get a uh, better setup which is like one of the things that like we made a major improvement if this week's episode sounds better than we have for a while. It's probably probably because we now have proper mic placement again. Um, I threw away my old fucking mic mic my old scissor boom mic stand, which could no longer fucking, I have all sorts of problems with my Blue Yeti microphone. Ever since the um, the threads got stripped out of the internal mounting thing, which is a problem that like evidently three percent of people who bought bought Blue Yeti microphones uh, from when I bought mine, which was like four years ago, um, experience. So that was problem one. So it used to be held together with duct tape. Now it is actually on a proper shock mount. I mean, it used to be held together onto a big metal shock mount with duct tape because uh, you couldn't actually screw it into anything. Um, That shock mount eventually wore out the uh, 
nut and bolt on the uh, on my old scissor boom mic stand so that the arm couldn't actually hold the microphone in place. Right now, I should probably sound more consistent, uh, maybe a little louder, maybe a little too louder. I know it should be too loud, but too louder than normally. Um, and I don't have to yell constantly, which is like really, really, really amazing for me. Um, I blew a lot of money on this fucking scissor boom. This is like the most expensive mic stand I've ever bought, ever. And I own a lot of fucking mic stands. I own all kinds of mic stands. Um, this one was like a hundred fucking dollars. I can't remember who made it, but oh, wait, hang on. Let's see. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get back to the, we'll get back to my new headset in a moment, but, uh, well, whatever. This is a, uh, a really good scissor boom mic stand. Just buy one of those and you'll be fine. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, hang on. Let's go to Amazon. And this mic stand actually punched me in the face, which is like, it's a good sign, right? Um, so let's see. So if you have a blue, well, it doesn't matter if you have a blue Yeti or not. I got... A dual fire microphone arm stand, uh, mic suspension, scissor stand, boom, arm for Blue Yeti, Snowball, and audio technical mic in studio, video room, blah, 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 blah. It was, oh, it was only 60 bucks. Okay, cool. Rock on. So, back to my Corsair Void. So, I open up the Corsair Void, and I'm really excited because I want to have uh, a wireless uh, standard headset mic um, for when I'm live streaming just so that like I can go take a piss and still talk to people and stuff and still hear them in my in my headphones and stuff and I, so by virtue of that fact they need to be comfortable they need to have long battery life they need to have a great microphone and uh, yeah so it arrived on Monday and Wednesday I think I started setting it up Inside the box was a tiny little warranty card from Corsair. The headphones themselves, which are extraordinarily comfortable and have amazing features. Like, it's like a lavalier-style microphone. It's a headset microphone. You flip it up, you flip it down. When you flip it up, it mutes the microphone. When you flip it down, it unmutes it, which is really convenient. Um, It has two buttons on the left side of the headset one is power on and the other one is uh, microphone mute and then underneath the headset it has a jog switch that lets uh, you adjust the headphone volume for yourself and if you're running it on Windows or any place that actually uses the Corsair um, Void software which does not include Linux unfortunately um, you can actually set up and change EQ profiles on the fly by pushing this jog switch in and then using the jog to to uh, cycle through your EQ presets. I can't do that because I'm on Linux. So, long story short, too late, I know. That Wednesday, I spent... Mm, started at 4 o'clock and I ended it... I gave up on it at around 2 in the morning. So that's a long time. So that's like 10 hours of my life, which I seriously thought about um, invoicing uh, the person who sold me these because here's the thing so at around 11 o'clock at night after not being able to get the headset to be recognized by Linux the headset you know just for playback and not being able to get the microphone recognized by Linux just for recording um, I knew that something was really wrong I knew that like something had to be defective you know, block because I I been all over the internet and I read all this stuff, and no one seemed to be having the problem that I was having. Oh, and the other thing that was in the box was a USB cable with a micro uh, USB connector. That's how you how you charge the headphones. So I know this. We're into war story mode now. We're gonna have to shorten this episode, I think. But um, so. I realized that it was not going to work on Linux. I had, I didn't know why. Everyone else seems to be able to get them to work on Linux. They're really, really nice headphones. They're 80 bucks, which is not that expensive for a really nice gaming headset. So I'm really drunk and pissed off at that point. 
so I'm like, okay, fine, fine. Maybe this unit is actually defective. So I will take it to my Service Pro 4. Didn't work on the Service Pro 4, which runs Microsoft Windows 10. Um, and then, so then I'm like, okay, fine. I'll take it to my studio machine, which also runs Microsoft Windows 10. Um, and it didn't work there either. So I decided that I would return it. So I, you know, blah, file for the return shit, blah, blah, blah. As I filed for the return shit and packed it up, I bought another one of the same unit. So I'm packing it up now because I just, you know, I had filed for the return, printed out the packing slip and you know, I still had the box and everything. I'm packing it up and I realize on the top of the box it says that this is a refurbished item. I paid fucking full price for this. It was supposed to be brand new. It arrived like five days late, by the way. What the fuck? So then I look at the packing label that I just printed out to return it. This item was ostensibly sold and shipped to me via Amazon. It was not Amazon that I was returning it to. It was this fucking shithead, piece of shit fucking company. Let's find their name. They are... Never order anything from these people. They're called Direct Distributor. They have an address at 8803 Amigo Avenue, Northridge, California, 91324. They charged me full price for a refurbished unit of a th of something that they said was new of a unit that is still in production. Anyway, that didn't bother me that much. Although I did make sure to mention that in, you know, blah. So, two days later, I get uh, my new Corsair. And sure enough, this one comes in entirely different packaging. It actually has like a fucking package around the box. Like it has like a slip cover, you know, Corsair. It's full color printing, you know, blah, 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 blah. I work in packaging. So, anyway. Um,. I open it up and sure enough there was something in that box that was not included in my box nor was it alluded to in Corsair's actual online documentation because that was written for fucking morons and so what this resulted in there was this, the, the secret thing in the box was a fucking USB dongle for the Bluetooth because it has to connect through a specific Bluetooth adapter which makes a lot of sense. But if you don't know that, and if no one mentions that, and you read a thousand million web pages, it's not going to matter. No one mentions that. And if there is no inside, what's inside the box listing anywhere that you can find, uh, you will spend, you know, 10 hours trying to make this headset work. Thankfully, now it totally works. And it has a better microphone than the refurbed fucking one. It's like almost a different model than the fucked up refurb one that fucking direct distributor sent me. I'm going to be filing a complaint against them because that is $1,000 of my life that I am not getting back. It's 10 hours of my life that I'm not getting back. Prorated, that's 100 bucks an hour if I give you a fucking 20% discount. So anyway. Oh. I've always holding up the whiskey sign. The good news, though, is that the Corsair Void headphones, that's their name, which is, like, so ironic because I had to return my first pair. Void! Um, the good news is the Corsair Void headphones are spectacular. They are, they work well with Linux. You can't get access to their full functionality under Linux, of course, because it doesn't run. It's called the Q, the Corsair Q software uh, that actually enables you to set up EQ profiles and stuff that you can switch on the fly, which is, like, really, really rad. Um, so you can't do that, and you can't turn off the colored lights that are on the ear cups, but they are extraordinarily comfortable, and the microphone sounds 
very excellent. Coolest thing about these headphones, though, and the reason why like, I'm bothering to even tell you all this shit, I imagine that some of you probably have need for a new set of headphones. My, I, I have, you know, six pairs of fucking excellent headphones, including my studio, including two sets of studio monitor headphones um, that don't live in my studio. I have a new set of studio monitor headphones, relatively new, from five years ago, that live in my studio. No, I have um, my best pair of headphones, actually, because we used to record a lot of music here. Um, my best pair of uh, studio monitor headphones is still with me. They are 20 years old. And they still, they're still fucking comfortable as hell. They're, they're Sony, uh, CRV four or five, 500. Anyway, 20 years old, they were $350 when I got them. They don't have a headset microphone either. But, um, so if you're looking for a new pair of headphones, especially wireless headphones, um, the Corsair Void has a ostensibly, uh, 10 hour battery life on one charge. You can also use it while you recharge it. Um, which is great. It's seamless. Like you just plug it back in while you're talking. On the lovely on the mic itself, which you can see if you look down like your face. You don't have to like move, you don't have to tilt your head or anything. You just look down with your eyes. There are two multifunctional lights on the end of the microphone. Sorry about that. I got getting text messages. Um and the, this is so cool because this is a problem that I have with the Blue Yeti because I I, uh, I have to be really close to it. You know, the one that's on this badass scissor boom that I have now. Oh, God, it's such a good scissor boom. Although it did hit me in the face. I mean, it hit me in the face and knocked me over and threw itself off my desk. And then it did that again. It didn't hit me in the face a second time, but it did it again while I was asleep, which was fucking weird. Um, looked like elves had come and sabotaged my workshop or something. But um, the Corsair Void, which is uh, $74.99, these two multifunctional lights on the uh, tip of the microphone, on the actual part that goes, you know, two inches in front of your fucking mouth, you know, like the part of your face where your fucking voice comes out of. <laughs> Sorry, I, I guess I just internalized a lot of the anger I have. I'm looking at the box that I packed this thing into, and I'm just getting really pissed off now. Sorry. I'm, not, I'm nowhere near as drunk as I should be. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Next time I'll do better to be less sober. Um, but one of them indicates whether or not the mic is muted. So you don't have to move your head or anything. No one even has to notice that you are looking to see if the mic is muted. So you can make maintain total eye contact with like a camera or whatever and see, well, you can't maintain total eye contact, but you know, your face will look like you're making total eye contact. Um, and see that the microphone is muted. It also will tell you with the other light if the mic if the headset is on, if it's off, and will also display it, these are just two little tiny, 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 tiny LEDs that you can really see very well. Um and it also tell it will also tell you if you are running out of juice for the battery. So it is really cool, and I was really, really depressed. Because I thought that like it just wouldn't work, um, but no. Once you get the dongle that it normally ships with, when you pay full price for it, like I did two times now, um, holy shit, it works like a charm under Linux. Uh, it is as simple as plug and play. Of course, it did introduce a series of cascading um, configuration problems throughout our, our our Audacity setups and our general sound setups, but they work really well. Um, so yeah, so that's the, the headphone, headphones and the mic stand, which, uh, we, I have a great feature for you this week. We are featuring Wreckfest, W-R-E-C-K, uh, F-E-S-T. But first, before we get to that, we have a new and noteworthy item for you. New to us, maybe old to you. Based them with it, Ivor. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. 
So yes, our new and noteworthy this week. Oh boy, we're having some sound problems here. We're having some serious fucking sound problems. I think Ivor Molina may have fucking jacked us up. Anyway, we're going to try to get through this episode as fast as possible now. But um, right now, well, okay, earlier on in the week, uh, thank you LGC, Linux Game Consortium, who you all should check out. It mentioned that Blade Symphony had gone on a flash sale for 99 cents. Now, Blade Symphony is not the world's greatest game. I've only played about 30 minutes of it, but I love myself some sword games as you might have may, blah, 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 as you may have deduced after last week's um, rant about uh, Nidhogg. Um, but Blade Symphony is a third person. Uh, I've only played it with the mouse. I've gone through the tutorial twice. <coughs> it has some interesting game mechanics to it, uh, and it's very much a fencing styled game it's not fencing it's it's actual sword play good old fashioned sword play there's a scimitar there's a broadsword and there's a rapier so any game that you know any game that you find that has a rapier you know that it is real sword play um now that was earlier on in the week it is still it's not still 99 cents now it is $4.99 um but it runs great on Proton and is very, very pretty. So if you, like I, are you too suffering from a divergent reality, friend? Um, constantly have a need for new swordplay games. I've only spent two years working on my own one. Um, then I heartily recommend that you check out Blade Symphony. Which brings us, of course, to this week's feature. So, this week, our feature is Wreckfest, W-R-E-C-K-F-E-S-T. Wreckfest will run you about 30 bucks. $29.99, I think. Great genius of Wreckfest. Okay, so, this is not a review, this is a feature. I've only played, I, I can't open Steam right now because of these audio problems that we're having. Audacity just keeps stopping recording, which is like, we were having this problem last week too, but anyway. Wreckfest is awesome. Uh, however, I, before we go any further, I should tell you that it has been confirmed, not just by me, but confirmed by LGC, who was watching uh, the live stream at the time, uh, and who bought the game, then downloaded it, and then started playing, because it's so fucking awesome. All you have to do is just jump on twitch.tv slash skookiesprite, S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E, and then click on our videos tabs and find the ones that have Wreckfest in them, and you will see how fucking awesome this game is, but if you want it for multiplayer purposes, that is not going to work on Proton, at least not right now. I don't know if that's a Wreckfest problem or if it's a uh, Proton problem, but uh, one the frustrating thing about this is that the multiplayer tab actually will populate with a server list, uh, lots of servers, um, and then it will freeze, and it will freeze every time. You don't even have to click on anything. It'll just freeze. So that kind of sucks. But the single player campaign and everything is I've been enjoying it immensely. Cannot wait for them to fix though the multiplayer aspect of it because that will bring in such a huge new level of like insane dimensions to this game. So for the what is Wreckfest? Wreckfest uh for those of you who are old as fuck such as myself, um Wreckfest harkens back to the days of Demolition Derby, the video game, and, you know, the accessible motor vehicle, quote-unquote, sport. I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was Dana Carvey, but just as, like, you know, I don't believe that uh, fishing or bowling are sports because nothing is a sport that requires almost zero physical exer exertion while still enabling the competitors to eat a hot dog and drink a beer while playing the game. Um, but whatever. It harkens back to the glorious days of uh, old school demolition derby. But it improves upon that game in every fucking way. Visually, the game is absolutely chock-a-block. It is 
mag magnifique. Um, I think it came out up, uh, about uh, a year ago. It was one of the first games I really wanted to play with Proton, but it didn't work uh, up until uh, this last uh, update got pushed by uh, Steam. Uh, or maybe they pushed an update. I can't remember. Maybe maybe Wreckfest Rec pushed an update or maybe Steam pushed an update. But the bottom line is that now it works. So, there are two basic game modes. Uh, two basic race types in Wreckfest. There's Demolition Derby, which is a pit or a, you know, uh, uh, a paved, a giant paved area in which you versus... 18, you know, 8, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18. Uh, other competitors try to destroy the most cars and be the last man alive or woman. Uh, generally doing that, generally accomplishing those goals by uh, continuously operating in reverse. And then there are the races. And the races come in two flavors. They come in multi-heat races across various tracks like a circuit, very much like Dirt Rally. And they also come in uh, single events, which generally have a novel premise to them. Regardless of which it is, in terms of races, it's the racing that I really like. Um, the racing is drift-focused. It is a hybrid of Gran Turismo the original Gran Turismo, and uh, Dirt Rally. That's really a good way of describing it. If you took Dirt Rally and make it and made it into an arcade, uh, not an arcade, because there's a lot of complexity to this game that is very, very hidden, which, you know, in, in another 10 hours of gameplay, I'm sure next week or the following week, well, actually, next week we have a review of Doom, because I'm ready to review Doom. But um, the following week, we'll, we'll do a full review of Wreckfest. But here's the thing. I can't... I'm, why am I saying that tonight? Because I'm sober. Fuck. Fuck. More whiskey. Mm. Not only is Wreckfest one of the most enjoyable demolition derby, we're talking old cars, heavy fucking steel, armor, tuning, upgrades, accessories, buying new cars, getting credits, ranking up, unlocking events, um, completing sub-goals for every race. Every race has a sub-goal, like spin out three opponents, or wreck three opponents, or you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, stay in the lead for uh, three laps or stay in the lead for two laps or whatever um, the racing mechanics in this game are fantastic they're really good in fact I prefer the actual just straight out of the box no tweaking normally if I'm going to play a racing game that's like a simulation like Dirt Rally for instance um, you know left three into snow caution right five caution um i fucking dirt rally is the best racing game i think i've ever played in my life wreckfest wreckfest does not pretend to be gran turismo for demolition derby because you don't need those those two things are almost incompatible because this is all about speed brutally picking your shots power sliding and uh, maintaining control over your car in spite of damage so every race even if you've played them a hundred times and there are a couple that I've probably played over 30 times now a um, couple of the race circuits I like the circuits they're, they're the best like it's like six races you know blah each one different track there's uh, one circuit one circuit that you unlock at the very beginning that is just uh uh, I think it's like uh, four races on the same track but with increasing numbers of uh, laps up to six generally your, your your races run you about three laps 
And that's pretty true for big or small. At least in the fir- in the junior league, which is the only thing I've got like over eleven hours in this game, I think. Um, and that's the only one that I. That's the only uh, event. Uh, what do you call it? Um, that's where I'm ranked. I'm level twenty five though, and you can level and you level up too, which unlocks uh, new upgrades for your cars. But then you need the credits to actually buy the upgrades and then also on top of that sometimes many times actually uh, especially once you get about 10 hours into the game the real challenge becomes tweaking out the upgrades that are equipped on your current car to keep it at the at the at the um, required uh, car class for the race that you want to compete in while also maximizing both your tuning abilities and being the fastest and most deadly and lightest car on the track. Of course, there are multiple ways, even in demolition derby racing, it, it, that that sounds too restrictive because you can take different approaches to um, the different circuit races or just any any individual event. For instance, like um, if you're not so interested in playing for... Uh, uh, experience points, like if you haven't unlocked level 23 is where you unlock, like you start to unlock the massive engine upgrades for the class C cars that you you have. Um, if you're not playing for experience points but are, are instead playing for fucking straight up cash, well then you just tweak out, you unload everything off your car, load it up with armor, get, you know, the biggest car that you can buy, first of all, load it up with armor, um, then tune it so that, I mean, you know, depending on if you're like in a mud bowl, then you're gonna need like super soft suspension so that you don't get rolled by every motherfucker who, who thinks you're an easy target. They are fools. You will make them pay. You will make them die screaming your name. Um, then you want, uh, you know, super low gear ratio. You want to shorten that thing all the way down so you can just like, and you know, attack, and then you want all the armor that you can fucking stack on the car, then 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 you go back to the upgrades portion of your car and it doesn't matter if you've bought them or not blah, they're still there you upgrade your car after you have all the armor on to the maximum fucking point limit that you can get while still retaining the like class C or class D or class B or whatever the fuck and they're all types of cars now the physics, there's two things that that really shine in this game, well three things the first are the physics it feels so real to power slide through a um uh a severe long, like, figure eight type of turn. It feels so real on dirt. And, you know, there's all sorts of surface types, too. And they are taken into about as uh, rigorous account as they are taken in Dirt Rally. There is no comparison between these two games, though, although I keep bringing them up in the same fucking thing, because Dirt Rally... Anyway, Dirt Rally is a simulation. This is a game which is close to a simulation of demolition derby style racing one of my favorite okay so that's the first thing the physics are amazing the physics are really good the frame rate and the performance and all of that stuff and the graphics are just also as amazing as the physics but my favorite okay so the second thing is probably my favorite aspect of the game the visual destruction of other cars and the way that factors into your gameplay like I will sacrifice first place on the last lap of a race that means a lot to me if I can if I spin out and someone gets in front of me this is the last lap these laps go by very quickly all different sorts of tracks by the way and you can download there has full steam work workshop integration so you can download like a map pack that is like literally 44 maps for free um, some of them real, some of them imagined, all different types of gameplay modes, blah, blah, blah. You can also set up your own 
Um, single player, you know, like I said, multiplayer does not work, which is important to note because, you know, if you really want to kick your friend's asses, then you're going to have to wait a while. Um, but by then, you'll probably be pretty good at the game, so, or you might have moved on. But, um, there's all kinds of maps, but I will trade first place and possibly even winning the, the race in, in Toto for T-boning that motherfucker when he fucking swings his rear end wide on the next turn and I'm coming up I will target him I will know by seeing the line that he is taking into that turn I will know where he will be this is like 8 seconds away you can see you can see it once you get good at the game you can see it and I will slam into that motherfucker. I will destroy myself, generally speaking. Now, the exception to this is when you have realistic damage on. Realistic damage introduces a whole different aspect to the game. But anyway, let's go back to the um, let's go back to what I like about the demolition derby aspect of this, like in terms of racing. So it's a very brutal, clawing, cruel merciless festival of car exploding destruction with with even without realistic damage the car damage themselves itself looks very realistic um which is really 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 amazing like when you when <laughs> and you can total cars and you can be totaled um even without realistic damage on the the parts fly off of the cars like uh burnout paradise well not burnout paradise like burnout 3 um, used to do uh, with probably more polygons and more lighting effects and it looks better and it it, it it runs just rock solid so the strategy of like um, one of my favorite things about the game is that like you can be like in the first lap of like the third race in a circuit so it's like three it's like six different you know six different racetracks um, all different sorts of numbers of, well, actually they're just generally all three laps, but at least in the, the junior league that I'm in. Um, and you can be like, you you fight your way through the pack after the flag drops, after, you know, after you know, three, two, one, boop. You fight your way through the pack, trading paint with everyone. People are getting spun out, thrown into walls. Um, it's a nightmare and then you're in the third place you're in third place by like you know maybe the fourth or fifth turn and you're coming up you're coming up on them fast it is totally not a disaster if you decide at that moment I mean that's like normally like in a Gran Turismo style game or like a dirt rally style game you're coming up to the to, to you know let's say there's 20 turns or 15 turns you're turn number five, which is like the first big turn. You're coming down a hill, or you're coming... Anyway, you have these three guys in front of you. It is totally acceptable and completely recoverable to just T-bone like a motherfucker and total and roll whoever it is that you have in your sight as they enter that turn. You can cut right through them and right into them and destroy them. And you get experience points for this. Now, this might spin your car out and might, you know, give up, you know, uh, your fourth place position. But this is a great genius of this game. That in of itself, even though it's only three laps for, you know, in the in the in the first um, ranking area that you can play events in, everything is almost only three laps. But you spin out, let's say you lose three, five places. Let's say you're like in 11th or 12th place now. That is not unrecoverable. In fact, it is almost a certainty if you know what you're doing in terms of your power sliding. Basically, the mechanic is the same as it was in Gran Turismo, but not even simplified. It is basically the same mechanic as uh, was dominant in Gran Turismo, power sliding so you approach the turn on the right line, you want to be on the right line 
if you're going too fast for the turn and you know the turn, you tap your brakes, turn your car into the turn. At the apex of the turn, you accelerate, which keeps your car on that line. If you have fucked up, you either handbrake while accelerating to regain control of the car, to keep it from like hitting a wall, and then you recover post the apex of the turn, trying to preserve as much momentum, forward momentum as possible. No other game apart from Gran Turismo has really exploited this fundamental racing technique to the maximum as has been in Dirt Rally. And the other thing you have to keep in uh, in constant uh, constantly in the back of your mind is what type of surface you're on, what type of surface you're going to. And then also your tuning decisions. There are five different options. Uh, let's see, there's two, three, four, yeah, five different settings for each of your tunable components. And there's only, I think there's four or five tunable components. So it's like suspension, or no, I'm sorry. Um, let's see, let me try to think. There's gear ratio. Do you want it long or short? Uh, there's uh, dampening. Uh, and each one of these has five different settings. They all start in the middle. Um, there's stiffness of the suspension. So soft to stiff. Um, and a couple of other things. These have profound impacts, though. Even though it takes you two seconds to just fucking uh, bip, 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 switch everything up. Um, they have profound impacts on the way your car is going to perform. I was uh, chatting with someone uh, in the Steam overlay while I was playing Wreckfest earlier today. Um, and I wasn't paying attention as I was keying back and forth between shift tabbing between the, the chat and stuff. And I accidentally turned my suspension all the way to stiff. And I didn't notice it. I'm on one of like the tracks that I know the best. It's not an easy track, but it's it's you know, it's it's a track I know the best. One of the tracks I know the best. I'm hitting a curve that I normally hit at mm, this is my first lap. I'm that I normally hit at, you know, forty miles an hour. Um, I'm hitting it at 35 and I'm rolling immediately. I'm like, what the fuck? So I recover and you can reset your car at any time. Realistic damage though will fucking destroy you. Which is why that's really useful. I would recommend that you turn that on if you want to play it uh, just to get um, the experience because getting to level 23 when you can actually unlock um, so some profoundly big upgrades like engine upgrades and stuff like that um you get like basically double the experience for playing in realistic damage I, I don't keep it on all the time I don't turn it off all the time depends on what I'm playing for but anyway so I roll and I'm going five fucking miles per hour and I'm not wearing my armor like I should be fucking right on line like and I'm hitting my lines and stuff next turn which is flat, not even in, not even on a hill, not even on an incline. It's on pavement. Going thirty now. I normally take this one at you know fifty to sixty miles an hour. I roll. Like what the fuck is going on? Have I lost my mind? Do I not know how to play this game? Same thing happens on the next curve, and the next curve. And so I'm 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 I'm, I'm apoplectic. Did I ever even know how to fucking come in first? Because, I mean, you can come in first. You can be in fucking 15th place out of 16 cars. And you can come in first uh, if you start making your run for it, you know, last quarter of the second lap with a little luck. Maybe a little luck. Maybe you don't even need it depending on what type of car you're driving. Like, if you're wired for speed or whatever. You can fucking blow by all those motherfuckers. And you can hurt a lot of them, too, while you do it. So I, I I quit out, I look at my tuning, and I'm like, oh god, this is all stiff. Okay. Stiff to the maximum. I guess I moved the controller the wrong way. Um, or something while I was trying to chat with uh, uh, Snail Squatch. It was Snail Squatch. Everything's Snail Squatch right now. Anyway, so 
those are the top two things. The third thing is that it is fast paced. Um, literally, like it's fifteen seconds of load time between individual races. The UI outside of the GUI outside of uh, the race mechanics is a little confusing, but once you get the hang of it, you can just like fuck, you just zip around these menus and you're just like let's race and then you're, you're like 15 seconds later you're in the thick of it and there's even less of a, a delay in between individual races cars explode by the way once you start getting faster once you start getting into like the C and the high C's low B range of speed the game really just shines so that's Rackfest. Um, it's our feature for Rackfest. I, I don't know if we'll ever feature it again because that was more of a review than even uh, most reviews that we normally run on this show. But um, we do have a deal for you. We'll 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 play it with Sans music because of our audio problems that we're having. I'm, I apologize for this profusely. Um, right now, for the next uh, 30, uh, 30 plus hours, it's like thirty two. It's in the low thirties. Hours. This is being recorded on 2018-09-30 at 2200 hours Pacific Coast time. So around 30 hours plus right now. One of uh, a game that I really like uh, that runs natively for Linux without Proton. Um, Darkwood. D-A-R-K-W-O-O-D which I think we reviewed I know that we've at least featured it twice. Darkwood right now for the next 30-ish hours is 50% off at $7.49. And that is a really good game. It's a top-down survival horror craft-em-up with uh, a really lame-sounding premise that turns out to be really, really, really interesting. And they did a great job with that game, too. Uh, So anyway, I'll, I'll catch you next week. Um, sorry we're late. Hopefully we'll get our, our sound problems worked out. And I hope this episode sounded a little better for you. Uh, it sure did feel better for me to record, even though Audacity is fucking with me. So Ivor, take us out. Cheers, thank you for listening. Be sure to check out um, the column this week, www.bestlinuxgames.com. And then at the top of the page, click on the column. We will have posted our post about Twitch uh, with all the links and everything so you can get involved. Please do that. I mean, really, it takes everyone to do that. Um, And tell your friends about it, too, after you do it. Post it to social media, etc. This is not a me thing. I don't give a fuck. You know, I mean, fuck, you you guys can rewrite my entire fucking news release for it. Um, It wasn't a news release, but, you know, it's a... I guess it is, in a way. It's like a news release, direct to the public news release. Um, it doesn't matter. You can strip out Best Linux games even from it. If you hate me, that's fine. I don't give a fuck. Just tell your friends to fucking go to that link on Twitch and ask them to add Linux again to their list of acceptable tags. And if if that's all too much for you, just go to twitch.tv slash skookiesprite S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E and on the description of every single one of our videos, um, if we're live streaming, or post Friday of this week, um, there is a link right underneath like the screen where you watch like us play um, that has our Discord on it. Jump on there and uh, if I'm not there immediately, oh, well, I should be there, you know, generally. I'm, unless I'm recording this episode, like an episode of the podcast, you know, blah. It's really cool. We've had a bunch of new users uh, who found us on there. It's really fun to talk to all of you. Come on, check it out. You're going to like it. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, that'll do us. Uh, yeah. Big, big fucking long show this week. Uh Cheers, thanks for listening, and now I return you to the Trump administration. Cheers. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess.
place is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.